productive person until you've seen three elements. You as an individual, you can never say I am productive until there are three elements. Three elements makes up what three elements make up what productivity is. So, and those three elements are focus, energy, and time. If you have the time, you'll be productive. If you have enough energy to do something you want to do, you are definitely going to be productive. And if you are focused enough and you do not allow any distraction, you are definitely going to be productive. But, but for productivity to actually happen, these three elements must be present. If two elements are present and one is absent, you are not going to be productive. If one element is present and two elements are absent, you are never going to be productive. So you can only be productive when the three elements are what? Are present. For example, like he explained in this book, he said, if you have focus and you have time, if you are actually focused, for example, let's say one of the things which actually distracts us in the world today is our, is our, what, is our mobile phone. So let's say, for example, as a content writer, someone gave you a gig, someone gave you a work to help them write an article of 5,000 words. The article, the assignment was given to you on Monday and you're expected to submit that particular gig, that particular content on, on a Wednesday night. So you know that you have a lot of extensive research to do before you can actually arrive at submitting an article of 5,000 words. So the first thing, when you have focus and time, so you have the focus. When you wanted to gain that focus, you now, you kind of gave your phone to someone or you you actually kept your phone somewhere so that your phone won't be distracting you so that the messages you'll be getting from facebook and whatsapp will not serve a distraction to you you turn away everything that might get you distracted that is you having focus and you also have the time you are not going anywhere you have the time you are not going anywhere you are not going to visit anybody that gives you the privilege of the time that you need you have all the time to yourself but one thing that hinders you being productive, that hinders your success or your successfulness in writing that 5,000 word article that was given to you is that you do not have energy. Maybe you are bedridden, maybe you have malaria at that particular time. <laughs> you have the time, you have the focus, but the energy is not there. If you are very, very sick, you will not be able to do anything. So that means that focus, when focus and time are present, but energy isn't present, you definitely must be productive. Also, when you have a lot of energy and you have a lot of time, but you lack focus, you are not going to be productive as well. You have time, you have energy, you are not in any way sick, and you have the time to yourself, or you are not focused. You want to, as a, let's say you're a graphic designer, for example, you've turned on your system to start a particular design, you are an article writer, you've turned on your system to start typing a particular article, then a message pops up on WhatsApp, a message pops up on Twitter, a message pops up on Facebook and you go replying people. You've lost your focus. And when you lose your focus, there is no way you are definitely going to be productive. So that is when energy and time are present, but focus isn't. You are still not going to be productive. And if you have energy and you are focused, but you do not have the time, you have the energy, you are not sick, you have the focus, you are not distracted, but you do not have time. Maybe your dad wants you to do something for him or your mom wants you to do something for her, you are not getting the time that you need. You are still not going to be productive. So productivity only happens when these three elements are present, when you have focus, when the energy is there, and when you have the time. So that is what, that is basically 
what we need to know about productivity. That productivity cannot happen unless these three elements that we mentioned are actually present. Then there are some things that we need to clarify. You know, we are humans and we, as humans, we are not perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in such a way that we are definitely going to make mistakes and that there are definitely going to be time whereby we Um, sorry, oh, there is no problem. Um, sorry, I had issues with my network. So I was saying something about, okay, the three elements must be present for you to be um, productive, like I rightly said. So Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us as humans who would actually fault at a particular point in time, who would actually break down at a particular point in time. So there are some things that productivity cannot be regarded as. Like Muhammad Fari said in his book, he said, Productivity are not some things. And one of those things is that productivity is not about being busy. It is not about being busy. At times, people, people always refer to themselves as being busy, but their business does not actually mean that they are productive. Their business, business do, does not actually mean they are productive. For example, someone might be busy watching a movie. Someone might be busy watching football, for example. Someone might actually be busy gisting with friends and family. But that does not necessarily mean that they are productive. The reason why it does not mean that they are productive is when you have the three elements of productivity present, when there is the focus and the energy and the time, the focus and the energy and the time must be towards a particular cause. And that cause must be a cause that, that will actually give you a... Um, a certain outcome let's say for example you want to eat a monthly sales target for example or you want to actually eat a particular client and you are sending code mails to the client so you have a, a particular target for your productive action when you are watching movie when you are gisting with friends when you are watching football for example there's nothing about you are not you are not busy you are you are busy quite all right but you are not being productive with your time because you are not doing something that will give you a particular outcome that will, that will bring fulfillment for you. So productivity is not always about being busy. There are times when you are busy and you don't even know what, what you are doing. You tell people that you are busy, but when they ask you that, what have you been doing? You won't be able to give answers to whatever it is they have asked you, whatever it is that they have asked you. So one of the things that productivity is not is also that productivity is also not an event. Productivity is not, is not an event. You cannot just wake up one day and say, I am productive today. 
You cannot just wake up in the morning and say, I feel so down. And in the afternoon, you, you tell yourself that you are productive. No, productivity is definitely not like that. Productivity is more like a process. It only happens when you give it your time, when you commit yourself to working towards a particular cause that you are going to be happy with, a particular thing that you are going to feel fulfilled and it is going to have an end result. Then when you say you are productive, productivity is not also boring. As someone who is productive, you will never ever find productivity with being boring to you. No. When you are reading a particular book, you have something you want to you want to pick out from that book. You have a particular thing that you want to learn from the book. It is never ever going to be boring to you. When you are working on your client's work as a graphic designer, as a content writer, as a content creator, or you are even getting your orders ready as someone who bake cakes, as a tailor, as a fashion designer, you are never ever going to find it boring because that is what you are passionate about. You are being productive at that particular time that you are working, but that productive process is not going to be boring to you. The one thing we need to clarify before we move on, and part of what Muhammad Faris said is that we cannot always be productive. So as humans, there are times when we will experience a whole lot of breakdown. There are times when we are going to experience outbreaks. There are times when there will be sad moments in our lives and we just wouldn't be able to get our head straight. We won't be able to think properly. So at those particular moments in time, we are not in any way productive. So if you see someone telling you today that they are always productive all the time, it is a blatant lie. We cannot always be productive because we are not robots. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with that particular weakness. So um, to move on, as Muslims, one of the important things that we need to know is, and the reason why the organizers of this session has actually given a comprehensive topic about the productive Muslim is that there are two different types of productivity. There are two different types of productivity. There are some productivity that are spiritually inclined and there are other productivity. There's another type of productivity that is not spiritually inclined. When your productive process is spiritually inclined, it means that you are conscious of whatever it is you are doing as a Muslim that you are. But when your productivity is not spiritually inclined, it means that even though you are productive, you are not being conscious of the actions you are taking. I'm going to explain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a particular purpose. And the purpose in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for was mentioned for us in Surah Al-Dariyat. Allah said in the Quran, A'udhu billahi minash shaytan al-rajim bismillah rahman rahim Wa ma khalaqtu al-jinn wa al-insa illa liya'budun Ma uridu minhum min rizqin wa ma uridu an yuta'imun inna allaha huwa razzaqu dhul kuwatil mati. So Allah said, I have not created mankind and jinnkind except that they should worship me. So as Muslims, we should first take that to heart, that the basics of whatever it is we want to become in life is that we have a certain goal, and that goal is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we worship, and when we worship Allah, there's always an end result. There's always what there's always an end result. At the end result for worshiping Allah is that Allah is going to reward us with what? With Jannah. Allah is going to reward us with what? With Jannah. So as Muslims, we should set it in mind that if and whenever we set our mind towards productivity, whatever we want to work on should not just be the thing we want to enjoy. It should also be a thing that when we are doing it, we are going to be receiving reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So 
Muhammad Faris now gave us a particular example in his book. That particular example he gave was given by um, a particular author. He made it known that in a particular book, the title of that book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So Muhammad Faris said in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, the book was written by Stephen, the book was written by Stephen Covey. So he said that in the book, Stephen made mention of something. He made mention of a particular quote when he was saying, or when he was mentioning the habits of people who are successful. He said one of the things that brings success close to us is that we should begin with the end in mind. Whenever we want to do anything, what we should begin with in mind is the end. For example, as a graphic designer, your ambition or what you are passionate about for the month, this is the month of August, for the month of December, uh, for the month of September, sorry, is that you want to hit a particular target. In the month of September, you want to make 500,000 naira, for example. As someone who bakes cakes, as a fashion designer, as someone who sells yogurt, as someone who sells granola, whatever it is that you are into, you now have a particular target that at the end of this particular month, I want to make this particular amount. As a creative um, service provider, you are a writer. You now have it in mind that at the end of this particular month, I want to have at least seven new clients. So when the month starts and you want to get to work, or you want to set to work, what should always be at the back of your mind is what? Is the fact that there's an end result. And the end result is I want to get seven clients. The end result is I want to make 500,000. So when you begin with the end in mind, you are going to see yourself getting the, 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 the necessary motivation that you need to eat that particular target. That was what Stephen Covey was, was, was actually saying in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So the author of Productive Muslim, Muhammad Faris, also gave us this as an example. Then he said that as Muslims, what we are going to have in mind as Muslims is the Akhirah, the day of what? The day of Qiyamah. That is what we are going to have in mind. The fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward us all with Jannah whenever we do anything. That the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us two angels, Rakib and Atid. Rakib should record our good deeds, while Atid should record our bad deeds. So he said, whenever we want to do anything that we think is going to make us productive or anything that we think will aid our productive process, we should always have the end in mind. And the end in mind for Muslims is what? It's Jannah. It is Jannah. So as Muslims, let's keep this in mind. Whatever it is that we are doing, whatever field we are in that we've chosen, let's always keep the end in mind. That even though we want the dunya, even though we want, we also want to be successful, we want to have mansions and cars and whatever it is we can lay our hands on in this dunya, the end that we should have in mind is that there is a better place for us in the Akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all Jannah. Amen. Now, to move on, there are some things that are actually ending our productive processes as Muslims. And one of those things that is ending our productive processes as Muslims is that um, we have some set of beliefs as Muslims that needs to be corrected. 
the author of the productive muslim Muhammad Faris, mentioned this in his book he said we have some mindset as muslims and when i start mentioning those mindsets you are going to uh, relate with them quite all right because this is what it is not just in this part of the country it is in every part of the world all muslims some of us have that mindset and some do not so he said one of those mindsets, he mentioned five particular mindsets that we have as Muslim that we need to actually go over again and think about those mindsets. The first thing he mentioned was that there are a particular group of people or group of Muslims who believe that we should neglect the dunya. We should not look for the dunya. The dunya is not for us. Allah is not what Allah has not in any way asked us as Muslims to what to look for the dunya so when people say this they become unproductive they just sit down they don't do anything they just sit down they feel like okay whatever allah is written for them will come so there's no need for them to disturb themselves that's the first point that we should neglect the dunya so these people who always tell us to neglect the dunya and not to strive for whatever it is we want they cite verses from the quran they cite verses from the quran to what? To um, buttress their point of telling people to neglect the dunya, of telling people to not be productive. So they bring verses. And one of the verses they bring is that there's a particular verse that they bring first. They, they cite the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna hayatu dunya So Allah said, indeed, this worldly life is that of play and amusement. So they said when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has termed this particular life that we live in as a place of playing and amusement, why then should you seek the dunya? Why then should you seek the dunya? Uh, Brother Abdul Somad Abdul Aziz, can you please help us to mute your mic? May Allah bless you, brother. So um, so they, they say when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually called this life a place of amusement. Why then should we seek the dunya? So we should leave the dunya without seeking it. When you see people bidding for works on Upwork, on Fiverr, on Facebook, on, on Instagram, on um, LinkedIn, don't join them. Just be yourself. Don't do anything. So when you see people selling things online, and you yourself do not have money and you can actually acquire the skills. No, don't do anything. The dunya is not for you. Just neglect it. When you see people buying bands and cars and all that, don't do it. Just be yourself. The dunya is not for you. So people say this. They also bring another verse. The verse in the Quran, which says, Ya ayyuha alladhina amanu in... Ya ayyuha nasu, sorry. Ya ayyuha nasu inna wa'da Allahi haqqun fala tagurrannakumul hayatu dunya wala yagurrannakum billah ilgaru. So uh, the, the particular verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Oh, you people, Indeed, the promise of Allah is true. So do not get deceived by this worldly life. They also bring that verse. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually said, we should not get deceived by the worldly life, then why are people running after the dunya? So when they say all these things, it makes us what? Less productive. It makes people not to want to, to, want to have anything to do with this dunya. So when this particular group of people say these things, as someone who wants to be productive, as a Muslim who, who knows that we are in the dunya to strive, not just for the dunya, it is also to strive for the akhirah, you now also put some verses to them that, okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, 
that al-mal wal-banuna zinatul hayati dunya. Allah said, wealth, money, and children are part of the adornment of what? Of this worldly life. For Allah to have actually mentioned that money and children are part of the adornment of this worldly life, Allah definitely wants us to have money. Allah wants us to have children. So when we have a skill, we have to work towards gaining or getting wealth with our skills. We have to apply for jobs. We just don't sit down. In another verse, Allah said, Man kana yuridu thawab dunya fa'inda Allahi thawab dunya wal akhirah. Allah said, Man kana yuridu thawab dunya Whoever wants the reward of this worldly life, whoever wants to make it in this life, fa'inda Allahi thawab dunya Allah has with him the possessions of this life, wal akhirah, and that of the hereafter. So Allah said, when you strive, you are going to get what? You are going to get the reward of this life. And you are still going to get the reward of the akhirah as much as you have the end in mind that whatever it is you acquire in this dunya your houses your cars your money your children you are going to put everything in the path of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we know many rich muslims who give sadaqah all the time we know many rich muslims who feed others all the time so when you tell people to neglect the dunya you are basically telling people not to what not to be productive when you tell people to neglect the dunya you are basically telling people not to be productive also in another verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perfectly tells us of our situation as Muslims. So, um, in, in that particular verse of the Quran, Allah told us to what? To wabtegi'nam. Wabtegi fima ataka Allahu darul akhira wala tansa nasibaka mina dunya. Allah said, and what if fima attack Allah whatever Allah has given you, use it to seek what the life of the akhirah. Use it to seek Jannah. And do not forget your portion in this world. So Allah, Allah basically states it. So if you want to, if you want to actually get to Jannah, get something in this life and use that particular thing in the way of Allah. If it is money, if it is student, if it is wealth, whatever it is, get those things and use them in the way of Allah. So that's the first point. The second point is that this particular group of people, group of Muslims, also tell us that make dua and everything will be fine. If you are going through something, they tell you to make dua. If you don't have a job, they will tell you to pray. If you do, if you are looking for husband or you are looking for wife, they will tell you to pray. If you have exam, they will tell you to pray. Pray, 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 pray all the time. Prayer cannot work when you are not what when you are not putting in what is required. Someone who is looking for a husband or someone who is looking for a wife would actually do what is necessary for them to do. As a man, you have to get a job because you know that being able to take care of a family, being able to show that responsibility as an husband comes with having a job, comes with getting money for daily feeding and for the upkeep of you and your family members. As a woman, you need, you need to know that being a wife means getting the necessary knowledge you need to have as a mother so when you start having children you are going to pass on the knowledge to your children and some other things that you need you know that you need as someone who wants to become a wife so as a student is having an exam you know that you are not going to pass in any way if you are not reading your books and if you are looking for a job what is expected of you is for you to have a cv for you to go to companies and apply you cannot just sit at home the companies will not come and ask you for your cv in your home a particular incident happened during the time of umar alice uh, ta'ala anhu the second khalifa of, of islam after the prophet umar entered the masjid one time and he met some particular group of people 
in the masjid while others are already out going to the market and all oh, others are hustling and those people are in the masjid woman now said ah, what are people doing in the masjid they said eh, they are just there won't you go to the market won't you go to your workplace won't you look for what your family will eat they said eh, they are with allah there's no problem woman now told them that particular that in the heaven, the sky does not rain gold or silver. By implication, what Umar is telling them is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to come down from heaven to give you what you will eat. You have to put in the work. Even if people do sodako for you, those people that, that gave you a particular sodako, that gave you charity, are not going to be giving you charity every day. So you to have something doing so that you'll be able to support yourself and you'll be able to support your family. So that's the second thing. The, the third thing, the third ideology that needs changing is also that people tell you that you should have patience all the time. When something happens to you, they'll tell you have patience. When something happens to you, they'll tell you be patient. When something happens to you, they'll tell you just be patient. We do not say that it is what? It is It is not good to be patient. Allah himself enjoins us to be patient. Allah said in the Quran, Allah said that we should be patient and we should be very very steadfast and 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 actually persevere so that the last one Allah is going to bless us but while being patient it does not mean that we should not make necessary moves it doesn't mean that we should not make necessary moves because you suffer the loss in your business and you are patient upon the loss does not mean that you should not bid for another deal it does not mean that you should stop selling because they, they you, you sent an application for a scholarship and they got you rejected it does not mean that while you are sad because of the rejection or because of the rejection letter that you got, you are not still going to put in for another scholarship. So when we have all these things in mind, when all these things that need changing, when all these ideologies that need changes, when we have them in mind, we are not going to be productive in any way. So the fourth thing is that we always believe that people, we always believe that, um, we always believe that everything is written. We always believe that everything is written. And that is like the most dangerous of all ideologies when it comes to something that hinders our productivity. We believe that um, we don't need to do anything. If Allah has written it for me to have money, I will have money, so I don't need to work. If Allah has written for me that I will have wife, I don't need to disturb any sister. If Allah has written it for me that I'm, I, I will have children, I don't need to disturb myself, whether I am potent or I am not potent. Just leave me. My children will come when it is their time. No. What we are meant to do is to strive is to try as much as possible to beat that particular target. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will let Kodak meet you in your way. Allah said in the Quran, Whoever strives, Allah said we are going to guide them towards our path, towards the path of success. So that means we, we need to put in the work. We should not, uh, we should not totally rely on the fact that uh, everything has been written. Yes, everything has been written. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his will, he does whatever he wants. The night of Laylatul Qadr is the night in which destiny are rewritten. So if you do not stand the night of Laylatul Qadr, what, what, what do you expect? You are not going to get the reward. If you do not fast in the month of Ramadan, you are not going to get the reward. If you do not pray Salah, you are, you are no, in no way different from the Kufar. So it is important that we know these things as Muslims because they are going to guide us in our productivity process and our productivity journey. So let's take that. That is the second part. The third part. This is where we are going to be speaking about the strong and the weak Muslim. 
as Muslims, we have people amongst us who are weak. We have people amongst us who are strong. So, verse Allah, there are several narrations on bread which tells us who a, who a strong and a weak Muslim is. For example, Jesus Allah said, um, uh, The boy said uh, uh, um, that um, when we say someone is strong, it does not. It is not someone who can actually beat a lot of people. When when they are, this person is strong, your strongness, your power is not restricted to you being able to beat people. Where said in Namashadidu, someone who, who is able to tame himself when he is angry can be called a strong Muslim. In another hadith, where Allah said, Al Mu'min al Qawi. We said, Al-Mu'min-Al-Qawi, a strong Muslim, is better in the sight of Allah, than a weak Muslim, than a weak Muslim. When I said, He said, in everything, there is goodness for us. So he continued the hadith. He said, Whatever you know is going to be beneficial for you, whatever you know is going to bring you any benefit, Strive towards the attainment of that particular thing. Try as much as possible to get it. If you know that the business you are in is going to make you rich, keep working on that your business. Keep being consistent. If you know that you being a writer is what is going to make you rich and you believe it and you are good at it, keep doing it. Success is not going to come without you putting in the required work. If you know that your path of being a graphic designer of being a UI UX designer of or whatever it is or an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you are, this is from the person of Allah. He said, strive upon what is going to what is going to bring you success. He now said, in He said, in and put your trust in Allah. The poet himself said it, strive, work. He, he then said, we are staring Billah, then put your trust in Allah. Ah, seek Allah's help. There's a particular quote that says, everyone helps those who help themselves. So if you, if you are not willing to help yourself, Allah is just going to be looking at you because you are not ready to put in the required work. When, the, when Allah told the Prophet to migrate from Makkah to Medina, the Prophet had obstacles. He had people who wanted to kill him. He had, he had, he had an assassin sent after him. But the prophet did not sit in his room and say and say that ah, Allah has told me to migrate. Maybe he's going to find a way to make me disappear from this place. No, he had plans and he walked towards that particular plan of his. So the prophet said, strive upon what is going to be what is going to be beneficial for you. Then put your trust in Allah and do not be lazy. He said, put your trust in Allah and do not be lazy. If you are striving and you are working, put your trust in Allah. You know, I made mention of something important. I said, in if, if anything happens during the course of you trying to get a particular thing, during the course of you trying to be successful, during the course of you trying to eat a target, he said, in if anything happens to you, do not say, The boy said, do not regret your action in any way. If you've gotten rejected, a scholarship application of yours got rejected, a particular customer did not come back, a particular client did not uh, do what you think he should have done or she should have done, you said, Fala, 
do not say lau ane kod fa'al tu kana kada wakada. If I had done this, if I had written this particular paragraph, if I had spoken to the client this way, if I had actually done this, if I had done that, if, 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 if I add, if I add, if I add. The verse said, do not make statements like that. Uh -huh. The verse said, the reason why I am not going to enjoy you to make statements like that, he said, he said, fa'inna lau teftahu amala shaitan awbaba shaitan. said, because the statement of if I add opens the door for shaitan to come into your heart. So that is when you will start feeling like, Oh. So that is when you start feeling like something is not even what Allah has, uh, this is not your passion or stuff like that. Then you just give up. And that is when you start having problems. That is when problems start compounding for you. So as Muslims, it is important to have this in mind that nothing is going to come and we are never ever going to be productive except that we follow the path that Allah SWT has laid down and part of the of Salam himself has given to us. So productivity can be outlined for us as Muslims. How can we be productive in our ibadat? How can we be productive with our work? Whatever work that it is, it is that we are doing. How can we be productive with our time? So the way we will be productive with our ibadat, for example, when it comes to salat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, made it known to us that he said in the Quran, talking to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah said, Utlu ma uhiya ilayka min al-kitab. Allah said, oh, you prophet, Utlu, read, read for them. Ma uhiya ilayka min al-kitab. What I have revealed to you in the Quran, wa aqimi salat, and observe what, and observe salat. Allah said, why do you think I, Access to observe salat. It is because in salata tenha anil fahjai wal munkar. Allah said it is because salat, salat, observing salat keeps you away from any act of what, any act of criminality that you think that you can, that you can go into. So as Muslims, we believe that if we observe our salat, we are going to be productive. In fact, you are going to feel very, very bad if throughout your day you do not observe any salat. There's no way you are going to be productive. You don't observe salat in a day. It is not possible. It is not possible. So, Allah said in another verse of the Quran that, yeah, That is one of the ways of being productive when it comes to salat. Allah said, when you are going to the masjid, make sure you what? You, you, you perfect your adornment. If you are going to a meeting with some someone important, if you are going to a meeting with a client, but this particular session that I have, I have been told that I have a session like two weeks ago. And I've been preparing myself for this particular session. When I finished observing Salat lastly, I, I set an alarm for 4.45, okay, for 15 minutes ahead of the class. I need to do some workshops and, and uh, be able to speak. That is me preparing myself for what for a particular session. So how how much more when we know that we are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by let's say two o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and we are not in any way preparing. And it is it is when it is time for salat that some people will know that they want to do this thing, that they know that they, they will know that they want to do one particular thing. In the time for salat, they will be focused on something else and they will tell me I'm coming, I'm coming. Just give me two minutes. No. If you want to be productive as a Muslim, stick to your salat. Prophet said in a particular narration, he asked the companions who are sitting with the Prophet. And Prophet he asked the companions, he said, 
imagine if one of you or if all of you sitting down here have a swimming pool in their house you have a swimming pool in front of your house and in that swimming pool you swim in the pool five times a day you swim in the what you swim in the pool five times a day this hadith was narrated by abu Huraira in Sahih of al bukhari he said imagine if you swim in this pool five times a day do you think you are going to have any death on your body do you think you are going to you you are you are still going to be dirty the companions replied ah it is not possible for someone for someone who, who who takes his bath five times a day to be dirty when now said that is the example of the five daily salat that allow what allow uses it to cleanse our what our evil deeds our bad deeds so as muslims when we observe salat we are being productive as muslims when we give sadaqa we are being what we are being productive because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enjoys us to what to give sadaqa. The Prophet said, Al yadul uliya, yadul sufla. That the hand that is above is better than the hand that is beneath. The hand that is above is what? Is the hand that what? Is the hand that gives. Is the one that gives. Ha. And the Prophet made it known to us in the particular hadith that on the day of judgment, there are some people who will be under the shade of Allah. On the day there will be no shade except Allah's shade. He mentioned, he mentioned seven types of people. He said, Allah is going to put some people under his shade on a day where there will be no shade except the shade of Allah. Out of those seven people, he mentioned two people. He said, A man whose heart is always inclined towards the masjid. That is for the first type of productivity in salat. Your mind is always at the masjid. That the time for salat is coming. I have to be in the masjid. Then he mentioned, Another type of man, he said, He said, a man who gives sodako, who gives a particular type of sodako, and he made the sodako so secretive. He made it so secretive to the extent that his right hand did not even know what his left hand was giving out in sodako. So as Muslims, when we give sodako, we are definitely going to be what? We are definitely going to be productive. Also, when we observe the fast in the month of Ramadan, we observe the Sunnah fast on Mondays and Thursdays in the days of, of, of uh, Bid, the 13th, 14th, and 15th of every month, we are going to find ourselves being productive. Because the Prophet told us that fasting is what is a, a kind of blockchain that, that um, kind of restricts us from doing what Allah has made it permissible for us. So Allah said, Asomuli, fasting is for me. And I am the one who is going to reward you for your fasting. So the prophet said, For a fasting person, there are two rewards. Farhatun in Daliftor. A reward for him. Uh, um, sorry, for a fasting person, there are two moments of joy. There are two moments of happiness. The first moment of happiness is when he's breaking his fast after a long day. And the second moment of happiness is when he meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another hadith, Rasulullah said that in Jannah, there's a particular gate called Al-Ghayyan. He said no one is going to enter through the gate of Ghayyan except those who fast. So the day of Jannah, Allah is going to call the people fast that. Where are you people? Where are you here? Enter to this gate. So if you want to be productive as Muslim, make sure you fast. The Sunnah fast. And the fast of what? And the fast of um, the, the days of Ayyam will be done. Whatever fast. And whenever you see a particular notification that we are meant to fast on this particular day, so um, 
apart from that also you when you when you do adkar you are you are also being productive as a muslim so uh, there are many hadith that tells us about that there are many several there are several verses of the quran that tells us about doing adkar that tells us about being productive allah said alladhina amanu wa tatuma inna qulubuhum bidhikrillah ala bidhikrillah tatuma innal qulub those who believe in allah and they give solace to their heart by remembering Allah, by constantly saying the adkar, Allah said, Allah be dhikrillahi, tepoma inul kulub. Definitely, indeed, it is in the members of Allah that the heart that's what finds rest. So when you want to feel fulfilled, when you want to feel productive, engage in, in what? In the members of Allah. Istighfar, always seek Allah's forgiveness also. When you seek Allah's forgiveness all the time, you are going to what? You are going to find yourself having that fulfillment. You are going to find yourself being productive. Shuk. Give thanks to Allah. When you give thanks to Allah, you are going to find yourself being productive. You are going to find yourself being contented and being fulfilled with whatever Allah has given to you. Allah said, Allah said, I have nothing to do with punishing you. I have nothing to do with making you sad, with making you unfulfilled, with making you unproductive. In Shakarutum, as long as you give thanks to me, while you believe in me. Allah said in another verse, La in Shakarutum, La Azira if you give thanks to me, I'm going to multiply it for you. I'm going to multiply your success. I'm going to multiply your time. I'm going to multiply your efforts. I'm going to multiply your focus. I'm going to give you baraka in whatever it is you do. Another way to be productive is to engage in ihsan, out of goodness. Is to engage in what? In ihsan. And um, the Prophet Allah Sallam gave us a beautiful definition of ihsan. He said, Ihsan is what? And talk with Allah, to worship Allah as if, as, if, as if you are seeing Allah. Because even if you do not see Allah, Allah does what? Allah sees you. So whenever we are engaging in any act of worship, let's just put the end in mind. The end is what? Jannah. Let's worship Allah very well. Then Sabu, we've talked about this before. Be patient on whatever it is. Be patient upon the obedience of Allah, upon keeping to Allah's rules and injunction. Be patient Be patient upon any infliction that Allah SWT has met you with. You, you lost someone who is dead to your life, be patient. You lost a particular job, be patient. You got a rejection letter, be patient. You lost a particular customer, a particular client, someone abused you in any way, online or offline, be patient. And that is going to bring you what? Fulfillment. That is regarding productivity in ibadat. So productivity with work, how do we become productive as Muslims in our workplace, with our business, with our creative services? How do we become productive? The first thing that will, um, and, uh, that will ensure our productivity is that we should earn and eat halal. We should what? We should earn and eat halal. Whatever it is we are doing online, please, for the sake of Allah, let us make sure that we are earning from the right source. There are many things online that people are doing today because, for, because of money. Prophet Salaam said in, in, in an hadith that there's going to come upon a time in the Ummah whereby people will not care where they are getting their, their source of income from. I mean halalin or haramin. Whether it is from halal or haram, they don't even care. They just want to make it. We should be careful. Not to what, not to be among those kind of people because it is not in any way going to make us productive. Wallahi, it is not in any way going to make us productive. 
you are going you are just going to be waking up every day and, and finding your heart and your peace of mind so empty so let's end from the halal source pick up a halal skill and learn it today graphic design copywriting content writing learn any of the skill culinary skills tailoring fashion designing all those skills take your time to learn something and get good at it we should what we should master our craft one of the ways in which we are going to be productive with our work is that we should master whatever it is we have set our minds toward. If you are a graphic designer, if you are a, if you are a content writer, if you are a fashion designer, if you are a culinary artist, make sure you master your craft. That is when you enjoy whatever it is you are doing. That is when you'll be able to give time to whatever it is you are doing. If you do not master your craft, you will always find yourself not being able to do anything. And when you don't do anything, you become unproductive. And when you become unproductive, you become unfulfilled. And when you become unfulfilled, you become empty. You don't have peace of mind. You just you just feel this numbness. You cannot even describe whatever it is that is going on in your life. So let's master our craft. Also, we should strive as much as possible to stick to our promises in our workplace. Your boss tells you to do something and deliver a particular time, do it. Your customer wants you to do something at a particular time, you deliver, you actually promise the customer that you are going to make a delivery at a particular time, keep to that time. If anything comes up, keep the customer abreast of any development. And that is going to what that is going to help you in what? In having fulfillment. When you feel fulfilled, you are being productive. So another thing, when it's in regarding productivity, when it comes to our workplace, is that we should not compromise. We should not compromise. Do not in any way compromise the tenets or the ethics or the morals of Islam for anything. If you compromise the ethics and tenets and morals of Islam for anything in your workplace or in your business, you are going to be forever sad. You are going to regret it. Even if you later turn over a new leaf, you are still going to regret that particular moment that you compromise your deal for anything. There are many things online today. As a creative service provider, as a graphic designer, as an entrepreneur, you are going to get many, many deals, if not now, later in the future. People are losing deals online because they are, they are not ready to or they are not ready to compromise the tenets of Islam. Some people are not taking up content, some particular content writing job because writing for writing on that particular issue, on that particular topic is against the Islamic tenets. For example, people will pay you to write on adult content, people will pay you to write on pornography. Not they are not expecting to write against pornography, they are they are expecting you to write for pornography. They are expecting you to write a pornographic script. A pornographic content, a pornographic uh, uh, um, script that will be illustrated later in a video. People who are getting jobs to actually write content for company who produces alcohol, or company who produces tobacco, or company who produces whatever any of the ad drugs that we can mention. So when you leave all these things for the sake of Allah, Allah is going to bless your time. It's going to bless your work. It's going to bless your effort. And wallah, he, there is no other thing that is called productivity than baraka. When Allah puts baraka in, in your time, when Allah puts baraka in your energy, when Allah puts baraka in your focus, you know those are the three things, three elements that we need before productivity can happen. Focus, time, and energy. When Allah puts baraka for you in all these three things, you are going to what? You are going to be productive. Be in the light. And that is why as Muslims, we should keep the end in mind. And the end that we should always keep in mind is that whatever we are doing, it is to end the mercy of Allah. It is to end Jannah. So we do it in a way that is pleasing to no one else but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
that is productivity with our work. How do we become productive with our time? And this is the last part that I'm going to address. How do we get productive with our time? The first way of getting productive with our time is that we should start our day on a very pleasant note. How do we start our day on a pleasant note? Start your day with tahajud. Start your day with what? With tahajud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, so to Sajda. Allah said, In Nama Yubin be ayat in the Ladina Yadu Kiru Biha, Horu Sujadan was up by Hubi Hamdi Robbihim, Wahumla is take be rude. Allah said, Indeed, in Nama Yubin be ayat in the Ladina Yadu Kiru Biha. Those who believe in the verses of Allah are those that when they remind them of the particular verse of the Quran, Horu Sujada, they, they, they humble themselves from Allah, for Allah, and they go to, to prostration. The words, they render the praise of Allah and they do not feel boastful towards Allah. Then Allah said, These particular group of people are those who actually divorce their bed, they divorce their, their, their mattresses at night, in the dead part of the night. They keep calling on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are calling on Allah out of fear that ah, Allah, please help, help me make this deal come to. Help me make this client bid for me. Allah, Allah, please help me make this customer come back to me and all those things. Allah, please grant me Jannah. They are calling Allah out of fear and out of hope, hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to bless a particular effort of theirs, hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to keep them from a particular arm. And out of whatever Allah has given them, they are spending. Allah said, Allah said, No art can know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for this kind of people. So when you want to start your day on a good note, start it with tahajjud. Allah enjoyed Prophet to, 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 to do what? To make tahajjud. We all know the verse. Allah said, Ya ayyuhal muzzamid. Allah enjoyed putting himself to make tahajjud. So who are we? So when you want to start your day as a Muslim, as a Muslim who wants to be productive, start your day with what? With tahajjud. And after that, after your tahajjud, before the time for Salat Subhi, always ensure that you read the Quran. So always ensure that you read the Quran. Why should you read the Quran? Because in the Quran, Allah exposed many secrets for us. Allah said, Allah said, and in the dead part of the night, stand and pray a, a particular number of nawafin. Maybe because of that stahaju that you made, Allah will lift you to a lofty position. Mm -hmm. So Allah now said in another verse that um, uh, inna Quran al-Fajri kana mashhuda. So Allah said, "Akimus salata liduluki shamsi ila ghasaki layl wa Quran al-Fajr inna Quran al-Fajri kana mashhuda." He said, "You observe salat from the from dawn to dusk, wa Quran al-Fajri and read the Quran during the time of Fajr before salat." Because the Quran that you read before Salat Subhi is a Quran that will be witnessed. Witnessed by who? By the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you want to start your day on a productive note, make tahajjud. Read the Quran after your tahajjud. And inshallah, you are going to see yourself 
being productive. Another way to be productive with your time is that you utilize your early hours. You utilize what? Your early hours. Do not go to bed immediately after Salah to Subhi. Outline your plans that you have for the day after Salah to Subhi and work towards those plans. And work towards what? Work towards those plans. If you are a business uh, owner, if you are a service provider, utilize the early part of your days. Utilize the word, the early part of your every single day. Put out your content as early as seven o'clock. Advertise your product as early as seven o'clock, so that even if you want to rest during the day, you rest after that. Put a, a, give reply to all your pending messages as early as seven o'clock, and go about your daily activity, whatever it is you want to do for the day. But one thing we must know is that we now live in a distracted world that that everything distracts us, even our phones. So when you are observing Tahajud, keep your phone away. When you are reading your Quran, keep your phone away. Do things that will make you do. Always render your acts of ibadat without having to touch your phone at all. Do your morning at cow. Do not touch your phone. After finishing whatever acts of ibadat you want to do in the morning, Tahajud, your Quran, and your morning at cow. And maybe you want to do more jar. You want to revise. Do all those things without touching your phone. After finishing them, you find yourself being energetic towards want to do something, then you pick up your phone, you reply your messages on your customers, on your clients, you advertise your product, you put out your content. That is how to be productive with your time. Also, have a to-do list. Always have a to-do list. List out what you want to do every day. Then you accomplish those tasks one by one, one by one. And this is how to plan a to-do list. You have to write your to-do list a night before. Let's say, for example, tonight. Now, tomorrow is Monday. I have a list of things I want to do on Monday. Tonight, if I go to bed, I will now write out the list of what I want to do as soon as I wake up. Let's say for, for number one, pray tajud. Number two, read Quran. Number three, do mojaa. Number four, say morning at cow. Number five, put out a Monday motivational quote on my WhatsApp status. So like that, I will now write all those things and tick them out. As I am achieving those, those um my list, I tick them out. That is how to be productive with your time. Because if you don't have your day planned out, your day is going, it's just going to go. Anyway, you not even know what you are doing. At a particular point in time, you will feel very confused. You won't be able to what to differentiate what is uh, what is right from what is wrong. You just find yourself doing things uh, in, in an um, in an unorganized way, so to speak. So, make a to do list. And when you are making a to do list, do not forget to prioritize your task. Do not forget to not to forget to prioritize your task. What task do you think should come first? What should come after it? Your phone presence should not come before your tahajud. Your phone presence should not come before your Quran. Your phone presence should not come before you observing your money at cow. All these things are very wrong. If you, if you start your day with pressing your phone, with chit-chatting with friends online, you are going to find yourself unproductive. Then another thing is that whatever you want to do on your to-do list, see them done to perfection. Do not do it. And leave it. Do not do it and leave it. Don't do it. Something that you know that you are going to spend one hour on. You now spend 10 minutes. When you, you are losing focus, and you know, we've already said it, that when you start losing focus, you tend to become what? Unproductive. Then, one final thing when it comes to productivity with your time is that you should never ever procrastinate. It, you will find it very hard. You are going to find it very hard to wake up for tahajud. But when you see that you are awake, when your alarm rings, or oh, Allah SWT makes it easy for you to wake at that particular time, don't procrastinate. There's a particular quote that says, if you snooze, 
you lose. So when your alarm when your alarm rings, pick up that alarm at that particular point, stand up, move into the bedroom, perform your ablution. Don't snooze your alarm. When you snooze your alarm, the next thing that you are going to hear is the adhan for what? Is the adhan for Faju. Do not snooze your alarm. Do not postpone your morning after. Even if you are going anywhere, even if you are sent on an errand, be making your after as you are going. Do not postpone your morning after. Do not procrastinate your daily task. Do not procrastinate it for anything. When you procrastinate, it steals away your time. When it steals away your time, it renders you unproductive. When it renders you unproductive, you become unfulfilled. You become so numb, you won't be able to describe what it is you're happening to you. You feel as if the old world is against you, whereas you are the one who is so, 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 so unorganized. So um, I think that is the last part of what I have here. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all goodness. Allah, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make all, whatever it is that we've discussed this evening, to make it a, a, a blessed one and a productive one. So I have said all what I have said. This is from if you find it pleasing and if it is good, it's from Allah and His Messenger. And if you find it, uh, um, if you find it uh, um, not good enough, then it is from myself and Shaitan. And Allah and His Messenger are free from it. Thank you so much for your time. Your last one, Allah grant you all goodness. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So thank you very much, Abdul Salam. Thank you for giving us from your wealth of knowledge. Thank you for enlightening us about things that we probably know and those that we do not know. May Allah continue to preserve your upon goodness. May Allah continue to increase your knowledge. May Allah make you steadfast on the right path. And then I pray to Allah to make this session an uja for us on the day of Qiyamah and not an uja against us. Amen. So I'm using a friend's phone because my phone is down. Uh, our next session, this will be like the last session for the boot camp. We've been able to cover four segments. We started with um, the mental development segment and we moved on to social development. Mental development where we discussed dealing with trauma, social development segment where we discussed self-discipline, emotional development segment where we discussed gritty you. And now the last but not the least, spiritual development segment where we discussed the productive Muslim, how and why. I know that a number of you would agree with me that we we've touched however little we've touched the greater part of our daily lives we touched our emotions we touched our spirituality we touched even our own personal image things that that is um that is important to our growth and i'm very sure that you would have gained one or two things unless you do not turn in to listen so while that is said these the sessions are being recorded but i don't know what would happen to this session because my phone died in between so i really hope that i'll be able to get some part of the audio Bismillah. so thank you very much everyone for tuning in thank you for joining uh, our next session which is going to be the least session for today i'll be the last session for today this is hard the last session for today We'll be by 8.30. Please, I don't know. You can actually ask if anybody 
have a question to ask or something. Oh, true. Does anyone have a question for Abdul Salam? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, we could have indicated the last question. Okay, who else has a question? So we can take everything at once. You can send your question as text. Hmm? Let them send their question as a text in the group, then. Then you address it here, right? Yes. No, no, no. I will oh. address it with the audio, but just to avoid um, the um clustering of voices uh it doesn't matter they would i think we've been doing really well since this session started you could just say it okay, okay Shakira, no you can go ahead with your questions so you can respond okay. to it okay it is a bit noisy all right enough block around for the um session it was really really productive Now we are hearing your, your question. Okay. I, I want to ask before I ask my question, is that the um, CEO of Mobile Malls Cap? The brother that Mobile did it? Uh, yes, is he the one? Yes, that is honorable, sir. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, now your question, please. All right. Now, he mentioned um something about having this to-do list and all but you know sometimes like something just come up like that you don't even have control over that will just ruin your plan for for the day and you have like should i say like carry over of tasks to do okay is that the question no like i'm i'm continuing i've not ended okay like sometimes you you have this carryover of what's that things that you cannot control maybe something just came up that you had to attend to something so how can you do that like how can you make up for those um tasks that you've missed or you didn't probably do okay so if you could remember when you are outlining what productivity means and some things that productivity is not we mentioned that um Muhammad Faris mentioned in his book actually that one of the things that um, productivity is not is that um, productivity is not something that we get to have all the time we are not going to be productive every day because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us as humans who um, are meant to be weak at a particular point in time who are meant to be distracted consciously or unconsciously at a particular point in time so when your to-do list is not cannot be can, you cannot work towards your to-do list in a particular day not feel so bad about it if you are someone who have actually been planning out your to-do list and you are getting to accomplish whatever task you've set out for yourself do not feel so bad about it just plan that particular task that particular to-do list just suspend it for another day just suspend it for another day and do not do not um feel so um bad do not feel as if you are not enough. Do not feel as if you've lost a whole lot because what came was not something you could definitely have a power above or you have a power over it. So Allah has made it that way. Rest the list till another day and carry out those tasks another day. Except if out of the particular task that you want to carry out, there's a particular task that determines you meeting a deadline. Let's say, for example, if out of my to-do list for today, is to actually come for this session 
and something happened that wouldn't make me be present for this session. The only thing I'm going to do is to what? Is to send a text message to the host that Assalamu Alaikum, I'm not going to be available by 5.30. Can you please make the session this particular time? Or can you please let us take the session tomorrow? It is as simple as that. Even when you are dealing with customers, when you are dealing with clients, always carry them along in your what? In your process, in your productive process. By productive process, I mean, if anything comes up, keep them abreast of latest developments. So if on your to-do list, you have to reach out to anyone. If on your to-do list, you have to do something, just keep the person or the subject abreast of the latest development. I'm not going to be able to do this today. I'm very sorry. Let's fix another time. So that is how to do whatever it is. Don't, 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 um, don't strike out that particular list. What you have on them is important. Just do them on another day and continue your day like that. May Allah bless our time. Okay, so Shakira, does that answer your question? Yes, yes. Okay, so any other question? Any other question? Okay. I would assume that we do not have any question and go ahead to round up this session. So thank you once again. Uh, Absalam, may Allah continue to preserve your for goodness. I mean, so please, we'll be having a closing remark by 8 30 pm, inshallah. And after that, the BTLM Personal Development Bootcamp for August 2021 will come to an end. Um, so, would you allow me to please make um, a little announcement? How much do you pay us? Um, I'm going to pay with Jazakum Lauheran. <laughs> okay, please go on. So, um, next week, Saturday, I'll be having a free session, a one hour free session for business owners and service providers, where I'll be basically talking about how you can um, make more sales and expand your customer base online. So, if you are interested in this free session, it is going to be on Telegram, a voice chat like this one. So if you are interested in the free session, um, kindly signify. I'm going to send you the link to the group so that you join. And um, may Allah make it beneficial and um, make it a productive moment for us all now. Amin, amin. Okay, so please prepare your reviews. This is very important to me and to all the BTLN team. It is important to each and every one of us because we put in so much work into this bootcamp to bring it alive. So I would really appreciate if you can drop your reviews, prepare them. We will be requesting for them by 8.30 p.m. inshallah when we do the closing review to round up the BTLN Personal Development Bootcamp August 2021. Our next bootcamp will be by December. So on this note, I say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So I've ended. <laughs> okay, so you can leave the voice chat. I don't think I'll be able to end it on my phone because my phone is down. Thank you.
சொன்ன மாதிரி